Welcome, everybody, to the Los Angeles Saga Show. I'm your host, Jerry Reynoso, alongside Jonathan Ortega. Jonathan, how you doing, my guy? Chilling, chilling. Feeling good on this Friday afternoon. Yeah. Good to be done with the week. Feels good, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's really chilly over here in Long Beach as well. I don't know why. The weather has been yeah. absolutely different. Uh, last week, it was like 80-something, and today, the highest is 65. And actually, yeah, I went weird, to go play bro. golf this morning, bro, and it was just not... It was drizzling. Cold, it was huh? cold, bro. It was messing up my whole game, man. Mm, Fogging. You got yeah, that fog in the morning too. Yeah, man. It was all trippy, dude. I don't know what is up with it. And and it seems like over here on the west coast it's getting cold and on the east coast it's like really hot and humid. Yeah. Super My strange, brother li- my brother lives in Maryland and the other day it was like eighty six or something, and over here it was like seventy. I'm like, what the Makes hell is no even sense. going on? Yeah. Right on, man. We got plenty to talk about here today. We got to break down this LAFC loss against Austin FC. Pretty dreadful performance. Uh, Not one that we would expect them, especially the way that they started the season. Nonetheless, we will talk about and get more into that uh, throughout the show. Uh, But then we also got to preview their upcoming match tomorrow against Columbus Crew at 1230 in Columbus, Ohio. So, yeah, man, there's plenty to talk about today. Um unfortunately you weren't able to catch the match but i was there and uh it was i had a lot of mixed feelings about it you know there was a lot mm-hmm. of things that went our way uh off and off the pitch and there's a lot of things that didn't go our way mostly things that didn't go in our way so that's something that i was uh you know i kind of pondered like all right there's a possibility that we might lose this game or there might we might not get the result that we expect or that we want you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and you know that ended up happening Nonetheless, though, despite the loss, despite the result, you know, LAFC tried to hang in there as much as possible. Carlos Vela got the uh, combined 100 goals and assists that we've all been waiting for him to get. Third fastest player in MLS has done it in 98 games. So shout out to El Rey Carlos Vela for accomplishing that feat. Who are the other fools? Uh, before before Giovinco is one of them. I know that. Giovinco is the fastest, I believe, at 95, I want to say. Uh-huh. 94, 95. Uh-huh. And then Robbie Keane. Oh, nice. yeah, with the galaxy. galaxy. So, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, man, other than that, you know, the lineup was just all around not helpful for us because of the um, just injuries and everyone fatigue, everyone getting rested for, you know, the Derby next week and the Open Cup against the Galaxy. And there's just a lot of things that were out of our control that we just had to just adjust to. And then, you know, you could tell Trendolo, uh, Steve Trendolo was just trying to you know, make those uh, decisions as best as possible for the team uh, going mm-hmm. forward. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that were out of our hands, like I said. Um, I'm going to go ahead and break down. Go ahead. They, they had a game two days before, too, so it's not easy, like, having the same squad available for each, like, between two days. That's difficult. Yeah, most definitely, man. So I'm going to go ahead and break this down a little bit. Uh, the first goal for Austin FC came from Ruben Gabrielson in the 13th minute. Very interesting because we have been fixing our uh, the way that we handle set pieces both offensively and defensively, and we actually got it exposed in a way. Our, our weakness was kind of exploited, and Ruben Gabrielson was able to get a header off of that uh, for the first goal in the 13th minute. So they lead 1-0, and they pretty much not necessarily dominate the majority of the game, 
but there mm-hmm. was a lot of uh um they had a lot of control of it going forward so well i would say is they didn't necessarily dominate possession or whatever but they dominated in their opportunities like when we had opportunities it wasn't the same as their opportunities they they felt much more dangerous and stuff yeah most definitely they, they took advantage of their moments and they actually yeah. uh, seized them when they needed to uh, I should actually sort of started with the starting lineup for LAFC. I'm gonna go ahead and do that now. Uh, in goal was Maxine Crapo. Uh, despite the fantastic game that uh, John McCarthy had against uh, who was it last weekend? <laughs> um, um, I'm blanking out now. Who was it? Colorado. There you go. Yeah, Colorado. played Colorado. The two zero loss, but nonetheless he had a great game. Uh, Maxine Crapo back in between the posts for the black and gold. Come the Costas playing right back. Jesus Murillo, Sebastian Abiaga at center back, and Chiqui Palacios at left back. Um, the midfield consisted of Lati, Blessing, Ilya Sanchez, and Jose Cifuentes. And up top was Carlos Vela, uh, Mahalo Poku, and Danny Wasowski. Mm. So, you know, very interesting lineup. Uh, and, you a know, lot of movement. A lot of movement, a lot of things. You know, kind of the cost of the right back. That's a guy that we really need playing the eight. So that was yeah. very difficult to see. And just like... Oh man, that's how that's how you know we're in a tough spot right now because we got a lot of players that are on the IR and, and the injury report, and mm-hmm. just they need rest, so they got that. Again, previous stated, there was originally scheduled eight, uh, six games for LAFC this month of May alone, but not including the two added US Open Cup matches. That leads to eight, so they've had at least three to four back to back three uh, match weeks. Which is not mm. normal in like any league. So <laughs> yeah, Mourinho would be complaining like crazy. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's all they would be talking about. He'd be he'd be throwing shoes. Yep. So yeah, there's uh, that's just something to keep in mind, and just it's very difficult right now for the back and gold to just be as consistent because you know fatigue does exist, and it's been really showcased to us, you know, at this moment. So yeah. Yeah, uh, Look, I was hoping we'd see Franco Escobar because we saw him against them, not the previous game, but the game before he looked really good for like the almost full game he played. So it's unfortunate to see that he's still having trouble like coming back and staying healthy. You know? Yeah, most definitely, man. It just you, it also uh, shows like how like long this MLS format really is a season, and you mm-hmm. know it's always in a way survival of the fittest, but who could always you know, prevail in the end. Um, After the third minute, Latif Blessing was actually able to accomplish a feat of his own as well, along with Carlos Vela getting the 100 combined goals and assists. He's actually now Mm -hmm. the most uh, minutes played in uh, LAFC history. So shout out to Latif Blessing. Shout out Latif. But unfortunately, he was actually, he actually uh, got an injury after getting sat, after getting his ankle sat on by Maxi Emiliano Oruti from Austin FC. So that, that was ugly. It was ugly pretty tackle. nasty, uh, you know, unintentional, I like to say. Uh, just, yeah. You know, contact that just. You'd like to think so, but. Yeah. It was it was ugly at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Got to see him after the game. He's in a boot. I spoke with a few people uh, that are close to him, and they said that, you know, he's most likely not going to play this weekend, and they're hoping to bring him back for the Derby. So it's pretty fascinating to say that he's, there's a possibility he might still play next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, especially after I mean, that dirty that was I would say that well he's out for maybe a month or so yeah or, that boots ugly but who knows maybe it, it'll help him come back quicker yeah we'll see about that other than that we wish him well and hope he gets 
better soon because as much as we need him, he also needs you know to take care of his body and himself on that on that matter. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, it it was a very nasty, you know, especially the second look. It's like originally you're like, oh, he's down. Oh wow. But you know, mm-hmm. watching the replays, like, oh no, he's down, down. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty bad. Um, he's not getting up right quick. Yeah. So other than that, LAFC, you know, they were maintaining possession throughout the game. I believe they were at fifty-four percent possession majority. Of it. They had about sixteen shots on goal or sh- shots, and about half of that was on goal. Um, there was just a lot of chances for, especially for uh, Mahalo Poku and. You know, Danny Musovsky, players that don't really get much opportunities to play in the starting role and, you know, don't really get to showcase themselves, uh, got those moments, but they didn't really seize them. So that kind of, you know, got us right back. Also, Brad Stuber, the goalkeeper for Austin FC, his first match since, uh, since returning from injury, had a fantastic game. What a performance, not going to lie. Yeah, he had a great game, and he had about six saves already in the first half. Yeah. So, yeah, the was, first half, first half specifically, he was saving a lot. Like LAFC had chances like crazy and good chances too. Like that Mahalo one specifically plays in my head. It's like mm-hmm. so close. I thought it was in to be honest. Yeah, same here. And then Carlos Vela volley as well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm good. Good job, Stuber. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He had a great performance and he showed up for his team when they needed him the most. So it's, and that's that's how it comes back. The beautiful thing mm-hmm. about this is that. Yeah, we dropped this game at home, but we also had to go to Austin in August. So mm-hmm. it's not know, over. It's going to be probably a different team for both clubs, you know, by August because it's closer towards the end of the season. You yeah. Know? So we have a definite see. Um, in the 80th minute, Diego Fangundes kind of put a dagger into the game, what it felt like at the time. I didn't get to see it until after the game, but this play between Sebastian Giriusi and the through ball all the way to Diego Fundundas in left wing was crazy. It turns out that he actually gave you that pass that off of Rabona. Rabona. Yeah. I didn't see it originally like, oh, when dirty. it happened. I was like, wow. I didn't, I didn't see it either, but the replay, I saw a replay from the stands like right there, and I was like, damn. Yeah, same here. That, that shit was clean. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's just something you just tip your hats to, man, and you just clean up from there. Um, But, yeah, dude, it's just like. That's where Austin is at right now. And just to think, the last time they were here at the bank, they didn't have an identity. They barely had a team. You know, it was their first ever uh, match as a club playing against LAFC. Lost 1-0 uh, to, Car- to a Carlos Vela goal back in 2020. Uh, so it's just like, this is a completely different team. You know what I mean? Excuse me, 2021. Um, mm-hmm. Nonetheless, it's it's fun to watch, you know, other teams that are also good in the league. And for LAFC to kind of be like, all right, is it, I took this game as a reality check. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, here. this is where we're at. You know, it's not too bad, but we should, it's we do still, need to step it up. It's still early on in the season. It's good to see, like, <clears throat> Austin is clearly one of the top teams in the league at this point. So just measuring, getting that measuring stick, because we haven't had a lot of hard, hard teams, like maybe Galaxy and so. So seeing, like, how good you're supposed to be is always good, you know? Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, in the 86th minute, uh, we were actually able to draw a penalty kick. So Carlos Vela was able to break that 100 goals combined in assists uh, accolade right then and there. And there was a possibility for a second penalty kick around the 90-plus minutes of stoppage time. Uh, this was the big talking point of the game, you know. Yeah, most definitely. And it did seem, in a way, a penalty kick at first. 
you know, I think it, 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 and originally looking at it, it was a penalty kick because it was just pure, you know, he's going for the ball, but he misses the ball and gets full contact with Chiqui Palacios. And the one that committed the uh, possible foul was Kip Keller, who just came into the game uh, mm. to close out defensively for Austin FC. Mm. Yeah, so that was definitely crucial. I, just, I don't know how you don't call it a penalty. Like, what's the argument against it? <laughs> Yeah, the kind of the frustrating part about it too is the fact that like the the foul was committed, and it took about two minutes later after the foul for it to go into review. So again, just the whole and the ref process, was right there. Yeah, the ref was exactly it was like right five there. yards from the penalty. Yeah, most definitely, man. So, uh, I mean, I'm cool with the fact that they actually reviewed it, no matter how long it took after that, um, and they actually had some time to look over it. I in a way you could call it both ways, but in terms of the, you know, the actual result of it, like the guy went for the ball, he missed it, Palacios fell. You got to call that a PK, you know. Yeah, but again, he, at, at the same time, it's like I see kind of why. That's the thing; it's not clear and obvious. You know the the result. Yeah, what what does that even mean? At the end of the day, what does that even mean? Exactly, and so it's just like that. There's a lot of questioning that you know MLS fans and everybody that enjoys the sport. Especially within MLS, what is what is this actual definitive line between clear and obvious and that's a foul and that's not a foul? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Clear and obvious seems like a, a stipulation at this point. Like, oh, that, if this happens and this this means this, Instead I mean, of it just being what it says, clear and obvious. That case looked very clear and obvious to me. I don't know yeah. how much more <laughs> clear and obvious it would be. Like, he he didn't get the ball. He got contact and the player fell. That's like three indicators of what a penalty is in most cases. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just like like the, there's maybe a case if the like he touches the ball or whatever, but he didn't even get the ball. Yeah, so, you well, gotta, so, what are we yeah, arguing man. here? What yeah. are we arguing about here? Yeah, it's definitely uh could have been a game changing moment for sure. Uh if Vela mm-hmm. would have braced, uh hopefully. I think he would have made that second penalty kick if it was to go through. But also uh, Low-key, good game from Bella. Like, maybe he, it was just a penalty goal. Maybe he didn't get an assist or whatever. But I thought he played a lot better today or this past game than previous games. Yeah, and we will talk about him a little bit more uh, throughout the show because he did get to explain a little bit more on the contract situation on the press uh, post-game press conference. So we'll definitely talk about what he said in the response. Um, but, yeah, man, he did do good. He contributed much more than he kind of had. Or he was more involved into the game. Uh, than it seemed like in the past few games, uh, especially on shots and just setting up plays. He played very, pretty good, you know, very well. Um, you know, and there's just a lot of speculation of, you know, going towards the summer. We talked about last show, you know, who's going to be joining mm-hmm. the squad during the summer. What is this second version of LAFC going to look like as soon as mm-hmm. we pass the halfway mark? So yeah. we'll get there when we get there. Um, but we do get a little glimpse from Carlos Vela. Nonetheless, um Unfortunately, we got the result. Uh, this result of a two-one loss against Austin FC. Austin FC and LAFC remain tied in points, along with FC Dallas, who lost against Vancouver during the same time because they're playing at the same time. Uh, Vancouver actually got a last-minute penalty kick, unlike us, and they converted Lucas Cavallini. So they won two to one against FC Dallas. So the leaderboard, or excuse me, the table is. First place, Austin FC. Second place, FC Dallas. Third place, LAFC. All tied to 23 points. But um, 
we have. How does it work? How does it work after points? Is it goal differential goal or differential. head ahead or what? Goal differential, uh, yeah. So Austin has plus thirteen and LAC has ten. I'm trying to find out what Dallas has. That puts them ahead. I think they have plus eleven. Which another team, you know, everyone in, in Texas and California has been doing pretty decent, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely the West is ran by those two states right now. Minus San Jose. Minus San Jose, of course. <laughs> Who play Sacramento next week? Mm-hmm. Next it week, says probably. Dallas. Dallas is in third, bro. Because oh, okay, so LAFC have twenty three, and then Dallas has twenty two points still. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I probably yeah. yeah, but they're tied in goal differential though. Dallas and LAFC at ten. But it's like not yeah. even close after that in terms of goal differential. Galaxy has two. Salt Lake, who's in fifth place, has negative four. And then the rest of the spot, zero, 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 zero from sixth to ninth. Um, and then in the negatives, we enter starting with Portland at negative one all the way to Vancouver from 10 to 14. So, yeah. Goal differential. It's a big, big gap. Yeah. The goal differential is not that, you know, far from the tree. But in terms of the points, like, this is games away, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why Austin FC is in first place right now. Again, only 12 games in. You know, we will, at the end of the month, after that San Jose game next week, and we'll do an overview of, you know, um, Trendolo's first, what is it, 14 games of his MLS coaching or, yeah, MLS coaching career with the LAFC. And we'll just, you know, bring it down, give him a grade. How you doing so far? And what we're close to almost halfway through the season. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Okay, dude. NYCFC. Look at him. we were just talking about them last show. They were like 16th or whatever. Yep. <laughs> look at them. Look at them in fifth place now. So you you never know how the how the table's gonna look just because it looks good for us right now. Like who knows? Yeah, and then you know, so many things could happen. It's crazy because everyone's so close to each other. And it's like anything could happen. You know, one win can help another one, mm-hmm. even if they lose. And it's just like so many scenarios, especially this early on. Just imagine as we inch closer to November and. uh um or October, excuse me, and decision day. Uh this yeah. can be very interesting. You know, there's some issues early on that we see right now, especially here in this month of May. It's been very hectic, like I said, eight games um scheduled for the club. And they have to see they seem to have like their own problems. But these problems we seem very similar to what other clubs in the MLS have. Mm-hmm. Like for example, there was um Vancouver Right now, they don't have a goalkeeper available for this weekend. Jeez. So I don't know how that's going to get resolved. Digging into the academy? Probably dig into academy, sign a homegrown, and have somebody play. But like I'm thinking of Vancouver. Oh, there's Thomas Assal. Well, I think Thomas Assal just got inducted into the um, the MLS Behavioral and Substance Abuse uh, uh, Health Protocols or something like that. Um, mm. So I was just like, wow. Damn. It's very. Well, I mean, wasn't Cincinnati in like a similar boat, and then they ended yeah. up pulling up this eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid that's like a baller or something? Yeah, exactly. So maybe the same thing happened because that happened with Thomas Asal, you know, during the MLS Open Cup or not MLS Open Cup, the MLS um is MLS back is tournament. Back. Yeah, he came in to fill in for whoever he filled in during the group stage matches, and that kind of made him shine. And at this point, he got that starting role over at uh, Vancouver, or at least is in contention for that starting role. So there's just a lot of things where it's like, all right, there's a lot of games being played right now in the month of May with the Open Cup being involved. Um, and just the MLS schedule and schedule of football overall is just very wacky. Um, mm-hmm. Especially this year with especially the World this Cup. Especially this year, and yeah. Everything just feels so rushed. It's so funky. 
And we still got Nations League during the summer. I don't know how that's being done. I don't understand don't why it's know. being done. It's literally done for no reason. There's but an it, international break very soon, too. Yeah, so. so after this month of May, LAFC will have two weeks off before they return back to play on June 18th against Seattle Sounders at Lumen Field in Seattle, Washington. So, yeah. Big game. Big game. But nonetheless, it's two weeks of rest that everybody deserves right now because we all need a rest, man. Hey, Seattle's 18th now. They were what, just twenty fourth? So, psh. oh yeah, they're they're Seattle's coming back. That's overall, but uh, Seattle is actually eleventh in the Western Conference, so they are mm-hmm. catching up. You know, they were <laughs> damn near last. Damn. But again, that you know that it is their focus. Seattle has their own problems in their own boat too, as they lost Joe Paulo during the um, Concacaf Champions League final, and Ooh. it's that's a very like irreplaceable player for them. You know, he was very. Uh, Important instrumental, players. yeah, instrumental in, in winning that. So yeah, man, there's a lot of issues, and it's just let's see how you know going to the summer how people kind of solve that. Plus, not only is like people trying to solve problems, but there's people whose problems who are already solved. They're just waiting till the summer to come for to acquire those players, such as Toronto FC. They're gonna get Lorenzo Insigne, um, and Hector Herrera is gonna join Houston Dynamo. Basically, the second half of the MLS season is gonna look like a brand new league, and it's gonna look like a fresh start. There's gonna be a lot of new faces, and it's just gonna be a hey, lot of craziness. Chiellini, Chiellini, maybe Chiellini could be a possibility too as well. And you know, who knows if we even, you know, it looks it's looking likely, but there's a possibility we might not see Bella in the second half still. So, Ooh. yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of Bella, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. He actually uh, took some time to. Um, Speak with the press after the post game conference. Uh, I'm gonna give a little, leave a little clip um, for what he had to say. If you guys want to check his out, quick, go ahead. All right. So yeah, the what I got out of that was the idea of that. You know, he wants to be here. He wants to be in LA. He loves it here. He wants to play for his club. Um, but he's kind of waiting on what the club is like, what wanting to do with him in terms of you know the conscious situation. Basically, LAFC. I told you I want to be here. The ball's in your court. How can we work this out? You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, he starts saying, you know, it's sports. That's what he was saying. So that is a business aspect. But in terms of everything else, he everything that LAFC can check in terms of boxes, they're all checked. So I think he's going to stay. It's just a matter of time. You know, again, the June 30th is the deadline. For uh, That's when his contract expires. It's coming up. It's coming up very quickly. Man. Creeping up. Yep. And we've been talking about this for a couple months already, so it's like, it's kind of why hasn't it been done already? Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, man. Uh, other than Vela, though, and it's just not really necessarily an update, more like a clarification on his part. Kellen Acosta was selected for the upcoming USMNT friendlies. Uh, originally, people were saying that he was not available for these final three matches of the month, so he wouldn't even be playing tomorrow. But that was reiterated by the USSF saying that all players that are still, you know, that got selected are still available. They will not report to camp until after their final matches. So, Kalen Acosta won't necessarily get a break uh, during those two weeks off because he'll be go uh, playing for the men's national team of the United States. So, yeah, that's something also to keep an eye on. We kind of need him right now, especially how versatile he is. Like, we don't even have a right back right now, so. I know he probably doesn't like it, or most of most of the people involved probably don't like that Acosta's playing right back. But it is what it is at this point. He's not bad, so yeah, man. It's 
Like I said, it's frustrating especially, because especially with Latif even going out, it's like yeah. that's our emergency right back. So yeah, exactly. Now. We don't necessarily have a backup, yeah. but at the same time, you know, Kellen Costa was very crucial as our number eight. You know, he holds yeah, it down 100%. offensively in the midfield, so that's something that we we definitely need to keep him uh, up there. I really hope you know Franco Escobar is a build this weekend because I think that's a perfect spot. Or even Ryan Holland said we need to get an update kind of on these players. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just have to wait and see. You know, tomorrow in the morning we should get the injury report, which is good because the game's at twelve thirty. So we know right basically when we wake up who's available and who's not. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. And then I spoke early on the Teeth Blessings injury update. You know, I've been told that he is not available for tomorrow's game, but they are looking to have him. Uh, possibly be ready for next Wednesday. I personally think it's less likely because just of the way the injury looked and how it occurred. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say he might be out for a few more weeks, which is very understandable. So I wouldn't really rely on him uh, going forward. So again, it's just in terms of the moments, you know, whoever wants to play in that midfield right now, right now's the time to step up. Hinella's getting plenty of chances, but to say he's taking full advantage of them, I don't know. Yeah, man. And, and, there's a lot of things that I think he needs to work on. Um, Agreed. It's just overall, he's not as 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 athletic as the rest of the team. Um, and that kind of gives him a disadvantage. Um, but yeah, that's he's, somebody he's who... Stuck in like, he's stuck in like a weird spot where he's not... He's not good enough to be a solo six like Ilya is. Mm. But i don't know it's like the eight spot is was competitive especially with blessing and sequentes playing as good as they were so i don't know it's a weird spot for him yeah bro it really is um but yeah with that man let's go ahead and uh preview this LAC versus columbus crew game again one small thing go off the injuries it was nice seeing rayito back oh that's right i don't know i mentioned that yeah and he played about what 15 10 minutes 20 minutes maybe yeah and yeah, he man, good. he showed out. He did good. He came in from a hollow poku and he kind of stepped it up a little bit. He kind of enhanced and gave us some more chances. That pace you could tell was being showcased for sure, man. So that's something I was really uh, excited to see from him. And, I noticed it off the bat, like I've been telling you how teams like double team this guy. Yep. Dude, he was getting double teamed instantly. So yeah, exactly. It was, it was good to see someone like the attack focus off someone else than Bella for like the what 15 minutes it was just to see what happens you know how teams react yeah man uh so yeah let's go ahead and uh talk about this columbus team they're actually not doing too good in terms of uh their recent form they're currently in 10th place with 13 points and their goal differential is at plus two um but in terms of their last five matches they have one loss two loss three loss tie four loss five losses six losses seven losses so yeah the last time they won a game was on march 20 no excuse me it looks like open they, they beat dc united the 30th but that was a while ago yeah april 30th yeah that was oh, yeah i missed ago. that i missed that one so yeah they're actually uh winless in the last two games yeah and before only they... one win in the last yeah eight yeah in the last yeah. eight and it's you know one of those happened to be from the U.S. Open Cup match against Detroit City, mm. so that is absolutely you know losing to a U.S. Championship team like that it, it does get to you. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I don't know I necessarily know exactly what's going on with Caleb Porter and Lucas Elayaran over there and Jonathan Mensa. 
uh, over in Columbus Crew, but there's definitely something that's not right. And in mm-hmm. terms of LAFC, I think this is a game where they could take advantage and help people out. Maybe that championship fatigue. Yeah, exactly. And just, what is it called? Second win? That second win trade, just pull it out, man. Whatever you got left and just... People are also saying, you know, this this might be a chance to test out the youngsters. So we'll see what's up with that. LAFC? Yeah, LAFC. Mm. It's very interesting, right? You could pull somebody up, some folks from uh, the lights. I mean, but time it's like, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's just like you want to pull somebody up from the lights. You pull Danny Trejo or maybe Antonio Leone or, you know, Nathan Ordaz could probably get his first opportunity at the grand scale of things. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we need to work with the squad that we actually have, and we need to get back onto this this form that we were used to seeing at the start of the season. And I think this is a game where it's like, this is a must win in terms of like, it's almost a no-brainer you're going to win, especially how against the walls that um, Columbus are right now. We need to take advantage of their poor form and the way that they've been playing and just get as much goals and grab the three points and move on forward to Galaxy next Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in theory, when you looked at this game – on the schedule like a couple games ago you'd be like oh this is a time to rotate the squad it's time to get other players in a look you know but we are off back to back back to back losses so you can't just walk in there and be like oh we're gonna win it no that's that's what happened in colorado so i don't know i think you should play your legit players just because you, you can't lose three games in a row and expect to challenge for anything like yeah that that's embarrassing yeah most definitely so this is a definitely a quick turnaround game that we need to take advantage of and just, you know, go balls out and get this win and yeah. just go forward from there. Um, Put out five. Who cares? Like, we just want to see that you're actually good again. Yeah. Lucas Alayaran is honestly somebody that everyone's going to keep their eyes on uh, for this match. Another player that comes to mind is um, Jonathan Mensa, who's one of the center backs for the team. He's been stepping it up ever since – the last time Columbus played LAFC, who he was getting completely taken over uh, off uh, offensively. He was not able to guard a single soul in that game from what I remember the last time we played them. Um, so now he's a completely different center back, more experienced, more I learned my lessons. I'm ready to practice what I learned. And, yeah, man, I'm just interested to see how this, uh, you know, we just need to win. We need the three points, get as many goals as much as possible, just put the best performance better and just move on from it so we can carry that momentum to a big game next Wednesday, a game that came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I'm excited for this. And I'm also excited for Caleb Porter versus Steve Trendelow. Again, Steve Trendelow watch on against all these coaches that are just turned MLS veterans to see if he could continue to get the better of them. You know, he's mm-hmm. got to take over uh, Giovanni Sabrese so far and and – that's just Vermes. The name. Yeah, Vermes and just all these coach Agent Heath. Um, so yeah, man, definitely. You wanna go ahead and go into predictions and final thoughts before we close it out, brother? Let's do it. What you got for me, man? What's your prediction for this game? Tell me why. Uh I'm feeling we should win this game. I know we've been saying this for every single game, but there's no reason we should not win this game against Columbus. So I'm gonna go three one. Because I want to see some goals. There you go. I like that one, man. 3-1. Goal from goal. If not a goal, either goal and assist from Raito. Okay. Do you think Raito will get the start? 
Uh, I'd like to say if he's fully healthy, yes. Okay, cool. Which hopefully he is, so yes. Yeah, likewise, man. Um, I hope he gets the full start because, I mean, for him to get the first full start against Galaxy, the last time he yeah. uh, played him when he got injured, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, I wanted him to get it warm now. Yeah. I'm going to go with – I agree. I'm gonna go with two zero, and again, like you said, okay. we have to get this win. And I think they'll clean it up. Um, hopefully, that doesn't, you know, <laughs> knock on wood. I don't have wood on me right mm-hmm. now. But knock on wood for me, brother. There you go. Um, yeah, two zero, and then I like to say the same for you, Rayito. That he just steps it up uh, when he comes back. He's like, I got you guys again. Just second win, carry the team on his back. Uh, and Carlos Vela will contribute as well, right? whatever way he can. Uh, you know, like, we have a lot of good problems and a lot of bad problems, but the positives weigh out the negatives. You know, we're not in a rough spot. You know, mm-hmm. we're not so far to getting air out of the water. So We're second in the standings. That's so. what I'm saying. So, for somebody who has a lot of problems right now, you know, we're in a pretty good spot. So, I'm not too worried about it just yet. But in terms of, you know, just the fact that the derbies uh, this upcoming Wednesday, we got to transition our minds and just carry the momentum as much as possible because – you know, it's not just a derby. It's in a actual knockout match. You know, somebody has to win this game. Yeah, and, and we should. Yeah, and we should. And the stipulation as well is that we're playing Carson, a spot that we never won before. So we need to take advantage of the possible momentum we could get from this match against Columbus and carry it forward to Galaxy on Wednesday and just take care of business going forward, man. Three more games and we get our rest. Two weeks off, refresh, and keep going. Yes, sir. That's it, man. All right, brother. You think we're good to go now? I think we're good. And we talk about everything. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Los Angeles Saga Show. Excuse me. Brand new setting today because of just circumstances that are right of our hands. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll should be back in studio pretty soon. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'm Jerry Reynoso. You go ahead and follow me at Reynoso Report. Here I am with Jonathan Ortega. You can follow me at Where John at. And, of course, follow us on social media at Los Angeles Saga. We'll see you guys for our Monday show next week to review this match against Columbus and preview the Galaxy game on Wednesday, which we'll be at. So Yes, sir. It'll be a fun one, man. Thank you for tuning in. You guys have a good one. And, of course, dale, dale, black and, black gold. and gold.